0: Hi, I'm Quentin D'Souza, and you're listening to Get Real Wealthy. Create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing. Make sure to check out getrealwealthy.com. Now, we're going to talk today about the 10 creative financing options that most real estate investors don't know about or perhaps have never used. And let's just go through, you know, why do creative real estate investing? Well, the idea behind this is that there are sometimes difficulties in getting financing or being able to purchase a property. And as a real estate investor, you are a problem solver. The the more problems that you solve, the more properties that you can acquire. So being able to utilize different creative financing strategies actually helps you to acquire more prob- uh, properties, solve more problems, and gain cash flow and equity as a payment of that, as well as mortgage pay down. All right, so let's go through the first one. Number one, bridge debt, which is basically short-term debt you are taking on uh, debt from a, a lender it could be from a private lender it could be from a bank and the idea behind this debt is that you're going to use it for a short period of time maybe six months maybe 12 months in order to achieve some sort of renovation or repositioning before you get into more permanent debt usually bridge debt is a little higher uh, meaning you're gonna be paying higher interest sometimes bridge debt is interest only, but the idea behind it is that it helps you to fulfill a business plan. Number two is a vendor take back mortgage. So a vendor take back or a vendor take back mortgage can be in first position, or it could be in second position. Um, And what it does is it acts as a mortgage. The person who is selling you the property is taking back a mortgage on the property so that you can purchase the property. Sometimes they'll do it because they have a better understanding of the asset. They feel comfortable with it. So they're okay with continuing to earn a return on that asset while you you own it. They can also delay their capital gains taxes over a couple of years by using this strategy because they're getting those uh, and and they're able to get some returns from that asset during that period of time. Number three is taking equity from other real estate. Sometimes you you might have a personal residence, sometimes you might have uh, another investment property if you can use a mortgage broker they may be able to take the equity from one asset and blanket it across another asset so you're actually using one asset the equity in one asset to help you buy another asset that can often mean that the asset that you are using you know you can't do any other financing with that asset while you're while you have it blanketed but i i think that it's it can be a great short-term strategy for being able to access the that equity so that you can close on another property reposition the property then refinance all of it all together so using equity from other real estate is the the third strategy number four is having access to, the, to a home equity line of credit. This is often on rental properties or uh, investment properties that you own that have a line of credit or a secure line of credit associated with it. If you can use those lines of credit, Sometimes those credit, that credit can be used to help you to purchase the property. It gives you some extra financing, maybe acts, um, allows you to be able to do the um, renovations on the property. So whatever that is, you, know, you can usually do that with a HELOC or a line of credit, depending on how big it is. So how much access you have. That's number four. Number five, private money. Yep. Yeah. There are lots of people out there who are willing to lend you money. Now you have to watch out that there aren't those guys that are going to, you know, break a finger or break something worse. So private money often can be other real estate investors who are older and perhaps more established. They aren't doing the active role anymore, but they have funds in the bank account. Oftentimes they will lend out funds, on a short-term basis in order to get some return on their funds. And they would be private um, private money. Uh, you can also find different mortgage brokers have connections to those type of people and help facilitate that, uh, that lending through private lenders. Number six is second mortgages on existing properties. So if you can take Uh, equity or access equity in an existing property through a second mortgage you can grab those funds from the second mortgage and and those allow you to put money down on another property okay so second mortgages can release equity so that you can use that equity on another property number seven is alternative lenders yes there are a lenders like the banks that you probably know about But then there are B lenders and B lenders are uh, some examples are like home trust or equitable trust there are different institutions that you can get mortgages from uh, that will give you a higher rate but have extra flexibility maybe they are they understand wholesalers they'll allow you to do that they'll allow you to participate in an assignment contract and purchase a property, whereas a bank may not allow you to do that. So that gives you some additional flexibility. So a mortgage, good mortgage broker can connect you to different alternative lenders. Number eight is joint venture partners. Yes, you can use joint venture partners uh, to be able to raise the funds to help you to purchase or qualify for different properties. There's a great book on that called uh, scaling up your, uh, it's the scaling up toolbox which talks about that. And you can go to jointventurebook.com and pick up a copy of that. It's not available anywhere other than that link. All right, number uh, nine is leverage other assets. Perhaps you have Bitcoin or gold. Sometimes you can sell or lend those assets in order to uh, purchase uh, property. I've had people I bought gold from who needed cash in order to allow them to purchase a property and sometimes it's just a little bit that they that they needed in order to get over the hump so that those are different things that you can do to be able to leverage so sometimes it can be other things that you can sell to leverage in order to even if it's temporarily to to be able to get the deal done and number 10 is a blanket loan yep you can get blanket loans or blanket lines of credit across multiple properties and then what happens is when you get that blanket and blanket loan you access the equity that's across multiple properties and that equity you can use to directly purchase or use for the down payment on um, another property. So you can see that through all of these creative means, there are lots of ways that you can use creative financing to be able to purchase real estate. Oftentimes we're often we're, we're limited because we just don't know what we don't know. And there are so many different options in Canada that you can use to purchase real estate. And these are just uh, the tip of the iceberg. If you'd like to learn more, you know you can always take a look at my Instagram at QmanREI. Or uh, on Facebook, I have got the Durham Real Estate group, uh, Facebook group that you could join. And I hope that you continue to experiment and learn about creative options for financing in real estate. It can open up your eyes and allow you to purchase that next property. All right. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this, uh, this week's episode of Get Real Wealthy. We'll see you next week. Have a great one, everyone make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. Until next time, I'm Quentin D'Souza. Get out there and take action. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for information purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to GetRealWealthy.com.